Welcome to a new episode of Not Too Deep, the award-winning podcast. I'm your host, Grace Ann Helbig. The first, we have an amazing guest, an incredibly exciting episode. It's Topher Grace. You might know him from that 70s show. You might know him from various other things that you can IMDB him about that I didn't really ask him about at all, so it doesn't really matter what he does have that I know about is an incredible new podcast called Minor Adventures. And we talk a lot about just his high school experience, the transition of getting on that 70s show, and how he slid into the Facebook uh, private messages to find his wife. If he can do it, you can do it too. This is a really fun episode. Enjoy it with Tover Grace on Not Too Deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by, you probably guessed it already, Squarespace. Turn your great ideas into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Uh, If you're going to showcase work or sell products of any kind, they got beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything so you can make a very beautiful and unique website all by yourself. But if you do get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help you out. Head to squarespace.com slash grace for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain Topher, thank you for being here Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is. I try to start like Larry King, and then it just. I didn't devolves. know it was me this official. Yeah, <laughs> it devolves immediately. My wife said when I left the house, if you and I got married, you would be Grace 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 squared. Yeah. And what's your middle name? And Grace and Grace. <laughs> uh, that sounds like I have Tourette's, and We'd I just Grace can't. Grace and Grace, and you'd be Grace and Grace, right? <laughs> oh, so she's threatened. Is basically what it sounds like. Yeah, she said, "You tell that bitch." <laughs> That her name would sound stupid. Her name would sound stupid if you guys ever hooked up, right? Exactly. Um, welcome, one to not too deep, but also welcome to the podcast world. You just launched your Thank podcast. You. Yeah, I'm uh, not going to be as good as you. No, I'm no, really no. just starting. This is uh, what we call a clusterfuck here, so you'll be fine. No, you're actually a real host. I mm. was. They found a format for me where I don't have to host it. I'm kind of like yeah. someone's buddy going on this adventure with them. Okay, explain to me because I started to listen to the Whitney Cummings episode, which mm-hmm. is the first episode that aired. Yeah. Um, and the log thanks for doing so much research. By the way, you said you listened to at least five minutes of it. I, you know, I saw her <laughs> post it on her Instagram story. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> she just watched her post. Like, I watched. I was right. like, I get this. No, the premise of that episode gave me anxiety. By uh, osmosis, um, because you strapped her to a lie detector test without her permission pre- beforehand. Well, I do all the stuff too, so it's not right. like we're just doing it to the guest. And it's ex- so the, what's the premise of this podcast? The premise is when it says minor adventures, right? What it means is little in studio adventures you go on. So that's one is that we took a lie detector test, but the next week, Paul Shear and I, we uh, did a kind of telemarketing, kind of competitive telemarketing. We had a guy come in the robo. <laughs> Machine caller, and we called all of LA. And who? Uh, uh, oh, so I mean, this will come out after that podcast. Who? Right. So we've had we did like beatboxing with Chrissy Metz, and we did uh, dream analysis with Taryn Killam. Are these all like bucket list things for you, or these are just random no, minor what it was adventures? I went on on a Ferris's podcast. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, this is so much fun. It really is something about not being on camera. Well, I think I am technically on camera, right? No, 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 no. no so you can. Oh, you can great. do all Let of- Let me take the shirt off then. Yeah, you can give middle fingers to me this entire time and still seem charming. <laughs> I think it would affect the chemistry a little bit. <laughs> but I, I went on that show and she was, she's an old friend of mine. She was so cool and it was so much fun. And then her producer said, do you want to, he kind of called me a couple of weeks later and said, let's go out to lunch. Mm-hmm. 
He said, I want you to, I want to do your <laughs> podcast. I said, well, I don't want to do a podcast. I'd be a terrible host. He said, no, I have this idea for a format uh-huh. where you don't have, like already what you've done, I'm terrible at that kind of like, welcome. <laughs> and you know, hello. Like, I don't, don't want to be. Hi. Yeah, well, that's the thing that podcasts, um, they afford you the opportunity to not have any formality at all or any sort of like, um, for lack of a better word, grace and elo- eloquence in anything. Right. So whatever you have to do, which is zero, I yeah. do even less cool. than that, which is like, <laughs> I just talk to my friends and then they bring in an expert. Like Pete Holmes just came in. Uh-huh. We brought in the guy who wrote Dothraki for Game of Thrones. What? And we created a language. What? Like every single... We have one coming up that I can't even tell about because the person might hear what it is, and it is so you the most insane thing. So it's a blind. They're going in blind, basically. Yeah. Your guest to every single episode. So like you're deciding whether or not you're going to come on right now. Yeah, no, so this sounds- is me. I'm talking. I'm talking myself through the actual like if I ever got asked would I do this, and the, probably a no because I'm constantly paranoid I'm going to be kidnapped in my life anyway. So we're not going to do. You got kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we do that one? I don't know what you guys the spectrum of funny, like what's okay. We just tape you to a chair and like yell at you. Escape and- now. This is our version of an escape room. And then I'd be like, this is, you know, what I've been picturing my whole life. No, some so- are great. Uh, some people come in, like we did like kind of Reiki and I was, you know, like, I didn't even know what that was. And, yeah. You know, there, some people love what we're doing and some people are nervous, but all of them, the best was Lewis House. You know Lewis House? No. He uh, He's like a motivational speaker. He's like a great guy. I want to uh-huh. have like lots of different types of people on. And he came in and we had him the biggest uh, pop songwriter. She writes for like Beyonce. Uh-huh. And we wrote a pop song. And then at the end, I don't know if I should say this because it hasn't aired yet. Uh, Matt Nathanson covered it because the, her manager was there and he's like, I'm going to send this to Matt. That's And now incredible. it's like a pop song. So it's like every so you week actually, is You amazing. could win a Grammy is what you're saying. Uh, no, I, she did such a good job at writing it and we were such like bystanders. It made me feel like Taylor Swift and all these people are like right. cheating by saying they're co-writing these songs. Sure. This woman was amazing, but, uh, I signed over all rights like on the spot. <laughs> I like, felt so I guilty. I nothing from this. I truly didn't. She really wrote the song and we were like, we had like one thing that rhymes or something. That's but. great. Has anything gone bad? Oh, mostly for me, yeah. Tignataro <laughs> came in and we did auctioneering, like livestock, you know, like 521. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. To actually do it takes like years of practice. And I was like, why? It's just talking fast. But if you really try to count and no. look at I couldn't even do it on that whole hour, that whole episode. Uh, what's been, have there been any, um, I guess, like creative skills that you've pocketed now that are like of interest nope. to you no nope. great so it doesn't involve you as a human in any way but it's a good time it's like uh it, you learn something but the more foreign it is the better because obviously I've yeah been doing the same thing for a while and it feels like going to well that's what i was going to ask you that because i do a lot of youtube stuff forever and so to do a podcast in the beginning was like a a real it was weird, but it was like a very fun, different thing to creatively right. do because now it's something you have to do. Now it's become <laughs> the thing that it, um, makes me and my dog money and allows us to live and eat. So I still love it very organically and creative, and I do it for me, not for the paycheck. Um, the but it's a weird, different muscle to flex. Yeah, for me, especially because of the, you know, sometimes I know very little about what the adventures. I mean, beatboxing. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nina Dobrev came in and we did um, uh, spinning, like learning from a DJ. And I was so bad. I mean, like, <laughs> so, so bad that I, but it kind of, it's entertaining either way, really. So it's actually is, maybe better if you're bad. You so know? basically, the premise is like this it's why Topher became an actor. 
These are all the job outlets that he could not succeed in. So this and so is we got a, you know infinity uh, number of episodes because if you want to, as an yes. audience, think I'm more capable than I'm at, I am. I'm going to prove you wrong. There was wrong. one job for me, and I'm okay at it. Yeah. But that sounds really fun. There, I mean, so you guys get to keep doing it until someone says stop. I don't know what the uh, bar is. I mean, you could tell yeah. me. I mean, it's kind of like no idea. I I love it and. You know, we had a kid a year and a half ago and like once a week I get to leave my house now mm-hmm. and do something like that's the time you want to do it. Yeah. It's actually the time you want to go to a liberal arts school. Yeah. It's like yeah. right when you have a kid and you like cannot go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to go learn things and do new things and try new things. So I'm If like, you ever want to get it. out of your house, have a child and that will really amplify that desire. Oh, yeah. I'm on with my agents. <laughs> like, is there anything on location like in New Zealand or anything? Um, yeah. The thing I admire the most about the podcast is the marketing campaign. <laughs> you have created a series of billboards and um, yeah, just that, like um, bus ads that it, that it's picture, right? That, it's that you as Fabio, right? Literal picture. How did, did basically it, I just had to get in the gym for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I let it immediately go once I you once just you did took that the picture. 300 yeah. diet or whatever. That photo shoot was bananas and then I just kind of <laughs> my wife said now, you know, take it slim down a little bit. <laughs> you want to be relatable again. It's funny cuz I showed my wife and she's like, I don't think that's funny. <laughs> And then, because I think she has to find me attractive. But then everyone else we showed the picture to, like, cracks up. You yeah, know, like, oh, my God, great. you could never. Like, I was, what I a idiotic idea. When I saw I got mad at it because I wish I had thought of that as a marketing tool for anything I've done creatively. Because it is so, Fabio is a literal unicorn of a human. Well, we were thinking, like, adventures and... Uh, <laughs> like we were thinking different, like, am I going through the jungle with a machete <laughs> or, um, but we wanted people to know the same thing. We, we had to record a theme song and it's weird. I never realized until doing a podcast, you only have one opportunity to show visually what it is and one opportunity yeah, to true. kind of musically show what it is. Yeah. And so we spent a lot of time. It was really, you know, another fun kind of hobby thing to do is going, how do we do like a cool theme song that still says this isn't you know, exactly Mission Impossible. Sure. <laughs> and same thing with the posters. How do we say adventure, but it's like kind of funny. And so. uh, what's been, have you had any of your friends, family, or just miscellaneous people see the these billboards, see these wrapped vans and buses and situations and not understand? Nope. Nope. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone knows it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's a solid marketing campaign. Nobody then. has said to me, uh, wait, is that real? Is this a movie you're doing? What is this? Like, what is this? Can I swear on this? That Yeah, you can swear as much as possible. What is this? Shitty movie <laughs> <laughs> that has cast you as like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type. Did you have to get Fabio's like permission for something like that? No, I'll tell you what we did do though. This was awesome. Uh-huh. Was... We, I kind of had the idea with a group of people who work on, I mean, the people who are doing the podcast are like, I mean, this Sim Sarna is Anna Ferris's producer. Oh, cool. And he's on my show too. And he's unbelievable. So we kind of had this idea and then he was like, oh, we'll find artists. We'll do something like a Harlequin romance novel yeah. cover. And then we went, wait, why don't we find the guy who does it? <laughs> like it's no one's going to be as good as these covers we're looking at. And this guy lives in New Jersey. That's uh, my home state. Yeah. And we called him up. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll have it to you tomorrow. It was like, it was so fast. This he's guy so that good. designs it. This is the guy. So I, I don't think he uses <laughs> Fabio because Fabio is from like the 90s, yeah. really, in terms of those covers. But he had, I mean, I, I'm going to go like really behind the scenes here. Please That's do. not actually my body. 
Well, fuck. Now the <laughs> it's actually like another fantasy, model, if you can believe it. With the, the fantasy chest is the, goddamn ruined. I know. So this is just a little special for your viewers. So yeah, they know it's they not the actually, insight, the intel, or my hair. The uh, but he had a, he had a library of like tons of <laughs> bodies. And I just got to go through and say like that one. Wait, you got to choose which body? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. What was your criterion for that? Um. Just realistic, something that really looks like me. No. <laughs> Have you met this man in person that designed this? Uh, no, we spoke over the phone. I hope because he did a great job. Yeah, I mean, I mean really, it looks great. It was yeah. It's only the only thing that's off is that it's me. Like <laughs> I mean, truly, like that's the best spoof is when it's only one percent off. Sure, you know? yeah. And like, so it's really. Kind of a great picture. We might do a different one for season two or something. Oh, so, also, you guys oh. have to come out with now a fake romance novel as right. like ancillary <laughs> kind of content for this thing. I would love that. Um, no, it's fantastic. And yeah, it, oh, it seems really fun and a great concept to just like try a bunch of shit with a bunch of people that don't know that they're about to try a bunch well, of shit. I don't know. I've been hearing nice things, but truly before we it came out, which at this point was like two weeks ago, I knew I was having a blast. That's, That's the only way when I'm doing a movie too that I know People tell you a movie's going to be successful or not or whatever, but sure. if you know you're having a great time doing it, usually that's a good You check sign. in with yourself yeah. and just sort of monitor it like for real, for real. Yeah. Um, okay. So you just had, well, one I'm curious about, because I go into everyone's social media before they come uh, as a guest on the podcast, just see if they use it, if they don't use it. I'm always curious when like more quote traditional actors, actresses participate in social media. <laughs> wait, wait, what is that? What does that mean? Because I mean, I'm from the YouTube space. So right, like there's, you know, and I, I feel like podcasts toe the line. They're like the thing, like mm. the bridge that kind of ties everything oh, that's together. that's where we're meeting, right here. We're meeting here, exactly like this. The fact that anyone would call me traditional is like bananas, but. Uh, alternative traditional in a way. You, mean, you, you meant boring, right? But I meant um, you You had some gatekeepers that got you to, that, that said you right. were allowed to do the thing that you really enjoyed doing genuinely. Uh, well, that's true. That is a good definition of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But you do social media. You do participate. Like, do you have a favorite platform? Uh, Instagram. Yeah, that's, I was going to guess that yeah, that would be so the one fun. that it's you hashtag. You Not really. I'm not good at any of that. And I'm but you actually, hashtag in like a bad, like a purpose. It seems like a purposely bad way. Well, it's not. It's not or maybe purpose. you're trying. Maybe you're trying and I misread. <laughs> it's not on purpose. <laughs> I have like dad Instagram skills. But here's what I know is about four years ago. Someone took me aside and was like, this is, you're right, one of those handlers was like, you're not uh, stagnant by doing nothing. Mm. Like, you're actually going backwards. Like, it's not just that you're nothing. You're actually not. So I made a deal with myself (laughs) to like, I think it's true. You know, I think because some people have such a hold of it, even traditional actors. Sure, sure, yeah. So I couldn't do any of that, you know, when you're holding the phone and you're like, hey, guys, I just arrived at Burger King and now I'm going to, you know, (laughs) don't give a shit. But like I do, I made a promise myself to post, <laughs> this sounds so laborious, but I made a promise to post twice a week. That's great. And like, you know, it's tough. You're with your kid and you're like taking a selfie. Well, it feels a, wrong, but you I know, was going to ask like, it. what are your, now that you're a new dad and you're also mm-hmm. participating in the social media world, what do you have, um, I guess like limitations on? Yeah, well, no pictures of family. Yeah. The only time I put pictures of me and my wife is when we're, like on a red carpet yeah, because yeah, we yeah. kind of know we're going to do that. And uh, that just comes from a place of, personal. yeah, keeping it personal. But I also think I'm, <clears throat> I mean, I said this to Sim when he's trying to convince me to do a podcast. I was like, I am uh, legitimately boring. Like if someone had a, <laughs> that's why you're saying traditional is because I can't do the other thing. Like the, 
No, you can do the thing that I am not good at. So don't worry. Everyone has their own skill sets. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> so I, I, maybe, but like, I'm really, my wife and I joke, like if we had a reality show, it would be us watching reality show. Like there's, there's no, are you a like, reality show fan? My wife is, and she's turned me into one. Okay, what what do you guys? Watch? I mean, I meant that to say we're so <laughs> we're so boring. Sure, but now like, I'm distracted because I'm a reality show. Alrighty, fanatic. well, my wife is dirty when it comes to reality shows. <laughs> I'm talking like all of them. Okay, I mean, like, she's really into the new one of these. Like we just got married, but we didn't know each other. Shows. Oh, married at first sight. Married at first sight. I literally sight. just watched the reunion special last night with my okay. boyfriend. So I watched the reunion special last night too. Okay, Luke. What's going on with Luke, that dude? Luke yeah, exactly. makes me mad. He makes me mad. I haven't crossed the line to deep dive into his gram okay, yet. We did. We did. You did. Yes. Okay. Tell me what's up. I mean, what can you say on this? Everything. I feel bad, at, but he's already put his life out there. He's put his life out there. Okay, the I'm, dude's gay, right? I mean, come on, he's I mean, extremely gay. But if he's not, he's homophobic. attractive. If he's was, not, he's homophobic. Yeah, uh, you're right, you're right. It's because like, he makes a joke on Facebook. I haven't checked out the facts of everything. No, no, but, but she said, like, okay, wait, back it up. Okay. What he said was, and for anyone who's listening, I'm trying to get good at this for having podcast. <laughs> The context of this is they got married. This show married makes you get married. So yeah. basically there's a, a panel of experts that people sign up for this opportunity to potentially be chosen to be paired with someone that these experts deem like they're perfect And these match. experts are terrible the, at hooking people up. One's name is Dr. Pepper. Dr. <laughs> Dr. What's her, what is it, Janice Peppers? But Something they, like that. Dr. Like, Janet Peppers. They knew that they, because they called her Dr. Pepper for like the first two seasons and then they added her other name on because oh, they knew, I, I assume they realized that social media is like having a fucking field day with it. <laughs> but the, yeah, and then they have a, it's a social experiment where they have six weeks to. So you meet at the altar. Mm-hmm. And this guy from the get-go was like, um, I'm not attracted to her, which is, let's be real. Like you, everyone gets divorced at the end of the show, except for like two or three couples. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have to say, it's like going on a date with someone and they arrive saying like, I'm not attracted to you. Physically not my type. He also, he ran a speed dating event. Physically like, not my type because she doesn't have a dick. Like, yeah. well, I mean, I'm not, there's no problem with any of it. It's just like, why are you, he, he made her feel like shit. He, by oh. the way, he'd have, just to cut to the end, he'd have sex with her and then go sit by himself in the living room alone uh-huh. for a while. And, and then, then tell her, you, I feel dead inside? What a he dick. He literally is like verbatim, I feel dead inside. Which is like <laughs> the most insane thing to say out I've loud. I've only had like, honestly, two or three tops girls say that to me. <laughs> I've never said that to my therapist yet, let alone like <laughs> I know, someone I know. I've been How would you even admit that to? And he's, he's, I don't have any problem with him being gay, except that he's, uh, married to this woman and not telling her that he is gay. Yeah, and he agreed to this social experiment that's on camera. And so he, it's one of those things that he's voluntarily participating in this thing. what's going on with that hairline? What's, oh, what's the thing he's lot. doing where he's trimming? It's, it's not lot. that he's balding. He's got... He's trimming back his hair. Yeah, somewhere. he's got these baby hairs on his forehead that when I I didn't notice that for the first few episodes, and then when I did, I couldn't unsee right, it. Like it's all I'm it. looking at when he's talking. But he's beyond. This is does isn't as mean as he is as he actually is on the show. Yeah, and he's crazy too. He says different things. He's and- also clearly placating for cameras. Like you can tell that they probably have a complete. They clearly have a different language that they talk to each other he's abusive. offline. He's abusive. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the more correct word for it. But uh, then he participates. Like they have some agreement in which they are like cool quote unquote on camera with each other and it's just so transparent and I love that's the only part of the reunion I love very much is that the host like kind of went in on him okay, a little he bit he was great he used to be on I Entertainment Tonight or something that guy right. won the whole show to well, me last night I hated him up until that interview because I thought he was being too like quote hosty when he, goes, he goes dude I'm on TV for a living yeah. I'm telling you you look like <laughs> shit right now yeah. so I'm giving you an opportunity and the guy's like I'm not going to say anything. He's like, like, you got that dead stare. And I was like, oh, 
go in on him, please. The host wanted to divorce him. Yeah. Just during the interview. <laughs> like, that guy is the most divorceable human. Anyway, we did a deep dive on social media. It's got pictures of him on, like, oh. Fleet Week, like, oh, you know, geez. running around. And he's like, I don't know why he would agree to. I, yeah, that's a, that's the most confusing thing. I feel like can I tell you just my theory? This is nothing. Please give us your his theory. His parents think he's straight, and he's trying to prove in like an <gasps> outer way that he's straight. Yeah. Oh, that's really why interesting. Why would you be gay or or bi or anything and go on a show and lock yourself down to a woman who you don't even like? Right, and uh, then hope that this woman she's agrees. Attractive. That's the worst part. I kept saying she's the great. She's so sweet, and I felt I kept like saying she was, I'm not attracted to you. You're not attractive. I mean, even on their honeymoon, I was like, oh, no, can you let her quit the experiment right now? Like, let her, can you guys, do you guys have a plan B for her? Yeah, just bring another like, dude. Yeah, please exactly. let her just meet someone else because she deserves love. Yeah, and I don't think cool. he does necessarily right now, <laughs> but she does for sure. Also, I do. I have a theory, too, that he had like his speed dating business. He thought would get like exposure on a reality show like this and might help him out like in his career. Who knows? Luke sucks a dick. Anyway, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and when we get back, <laughs> Sorry, Luke. we're going to ask some more questions here on Not Too Deep. We'll be right back. Guess who's sponsoring today's episode of Not Too Deep? If you guess Squarespace, you're a genius. If you didn't guess it, you're still appreciated for being here and listening to this ad read, but you're not as smart as the others. But that doesn't mean you still can't turn your great ideas into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. They have beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything so you can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself. And if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. Head to squarespace.com slash grace for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Not, not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Lisa. They believe that a bed is more than just a place to sleep. It's a place for relaxation and rest. And they believe that every body has the right to rest. That's why they make two awesome mattresses plus accessories and bases to give your body the deep rest it needs. The all foam Lisa mattress is new and improved featuring get this cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers that I don't know what it is, but it sounds like it's going to help you if you're a side sleeper. And their Sapira hybrid mattress is the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge to edge support. And their mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. And from day one, they've set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell to organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. And to date, they've donated more than 30 to thousand mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. So not all, not only are you getting yourself a better sleeping situation, you are in, indirectly donating to a wonderful cause. Um, like I said, 32,000 mattresses through over a, more than 1,000 nonprofits have already been donated, and you can be part of that. And get 15% off your entire order at lisa.com slash grace if you use the promo code grace. That's lisa, L-E-E-S-A, dot com slash grace. Promo code grace. Okay, we're back. Um, would you ever go on a reality show? Would you and your wife ever do like Amazing Race? No. No? <laughs> Hard and fast, No. <laughs> Big time. Now, my wife, I think, before we met, made a tape for The Amazing Race. So we're in different places about this. Really? I think she, or she made half of one and decided not to do it. Or but I, uh, 
once again, just too boring. Would you to... ever, what show would you champion your wife being on? Um, what's that show on? It's on Fox. It's my husband's penis is too large. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I also feel like, hosted by Chris Harrison. Also hosted by Chris Harrison, right? Who would know? It's like I, uh, yeah. I feel like that one maybe. I watch them okay. all from afar. I yeah. They. I'm a big Real Housewives franchise. We're and, not in that zone. That's like. Oh, that's when you hit rock bottom. <laughs> um, so you guys are still safe. You guys are still hanging out. You no, know, we love territory. is uh, that Marcus Lamona show too, which is a different that? kind of reality show where he goes and helps small businesses. Oh, that sounds nice and rewarding. It's, yeah, it's called The Profit, and we like are having, like, look, we're two actors, <laughs> so yeah. like to sit there and have discussions about businesses. We basically <laughs> went down the Shark Tank. Oh, uh, rabbit hole yep. and it leads to the profit name of that it's spelled profit like you know profit sure and that show's great too it's inspiring are you guys gonna open, are you gonna start a small business yeah, so we're, we're gonna franchise our acting well, to other actors <laughs> it's gonna be other Topher graces um okay i have a so you okay we're recognized in a murder trial Wow, yes, that's true. Yeah, not to pivot too hard. You really did your research. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the most insane thing to me. Can we can we talk about this? Is this like sure. public knowledge? Uh yeah, no, I I've talked about it. Uh basically I've been into for jury duty a couple times, uh -huh. not even gotten picked. Okay. And I've never point, been into jury duty. Why? Um, because I still keep my address in New Jersey. So uh, you're I'm out genius. Of state. Like I, I just also am lazy. I haven't changed my address. This is the point. I think I worked at a bunch of movies in a row, so I was enjoying having downtime. Uh -huh. I kind of thought, I was thinking about, I was reading a script about being a lawyer and I was like, you know what? I think I want to get on a trial. And I got picked and you're in this room where, you know, they're kind of whittling down 65 sure. people into a 12 person jury. And I thought, and they said, there's a murder trial. And uh -huh. I thought, this is gonna be great. Like there's an experience that yeah. I should have and see how lawyers really talk and then they bring in the guy and it's, they say, you know, this is, you know, innocent until proven guilty. That's our system. This right. guy walks in, he's guilty. You like, can tell oh, right like, I can just fucking tell. Yeah. Like it's everything short of having an eye patch. He was <laughs> like, totally did it. I didn't even know what the crime was, but yeah, this guy yeah. is guilty of it. It's like this guy's murdered, maybe not someone in this trial, but someone. Oh yeah, right. someone. He should go to jail for murder <laughs> yeah. for sure. And he um, <clears throat> kind of sits there and they say, um, everyone, uh, they made us rise and take an oath or something. <laughs> and they said, do you promise to, you know, you know, you're all going to be honest or mm -hmm. whatever. And, uh, as we sat down, oh, oh, it was one of the, part of the promise was, do you know this person? And oh, no okay. one in the courtroom happened to know him, but I'm sure there's times where that happens. Sure. And then as I sat down, he kind of looked over and kind of just pointed at me and kind of lipped like big fan. And I was like, <laughs> Oh God. Oh my God. Like, Oh my God. And then I didn't know how to get out of it because I, I mean, that's, and I can nuts. imagine this guy coming back in the courtroom and I'm like, uh, like when the person's saying you're, you know, we all find yeah. him guilty, me kind of being like, I wasn't like fully, it wasn't like, me. It, kind of yeah. like a bunch of them, you know, kind of, they teamed up on you and I had to go with them, but you know, sorry. That's insane. Yeah. So I just went up to the judge at, and this was the most embarrassing part. Yeah, you I was like, at that point you have to be like, I, I can't be part of this. But right to now. say to someone, which I don't think. I'm not one of those, like, I went to clubs or something that, you know, uh -huh. like, do you know who I am type of thing. Oh. But to this judge, I was like, hey, um, I'm, you know, slightly in the public eye. And uh, and he was like, from what? And I was like, <laughs> that 70s show, maybe? And he was like, no, I'm not familiar. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, Ashton Kutcher. Have you heard of Ashton Kutcher? Like, I was trying to, like, 
<laughs> and then finally we hit on something that he'd seen. He's like, oh yeah, I've seen you. Like, I didn't like that project, but you don't have to. Say that <laughs> That's no, I've, um, I, you did it the right way. I, I've tried to get into a, a bar in Boston uh, or Chicago rather with my brothers because my wallet had gotten stolen the night before. And um, I had organized like this brother trip with everyone for right. the first time. And the uh, security guard at the front was like, no. And it's, the bar's totally empty. And it's this dive bar. It's a piece of shit place. We just wanted to go do like karaoke and right. drink beer. And then my brother's like, well, just tell him like, you know, the oh. do internet stuff. And I was like, well, okay. And then I went up and I was like, I can show you like my Wikipedia page. He was like, no. And I was like, you're a good call, sir. Good call. Good I would call. do the same thing I'm if a, I was you. <laughs> I'm the piece of shit now for even trying this. I bet this. Tell me if you ever had this where someone, I mean, this is more when people uh, had like those click cameras, you uh-huh. know, like before the phone, where they'd kind of come up, you're in like Vegas or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, would you mind? And I'm like, sure. And I start posing with them and they're like, no, would you mind taking the picture? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, oh, uh, sorry. Like, the, the, oh, it's the worst. You feel awful. The I'm- worst one ever is I had a guy at a gas station. This is like two or three years in the 70s show go uh-huh. like, hey man, no offense, <laughs> but you look like the kid from that 70s show. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Like what? <laughs> that's, I was like, none taken, sir. You yeah, know. anything that starts with no offense, let alone him trying to comfort you on not being like, but that not person. that much like him. Don't worry, like not that much. Like, no, I've had yeah, I've had the situations that make me feel like the worst human ever is when someone comes up and they're like, I like your YouTube videos, and you know you're talking and the you don't really know how to end the conversation. Mm. So you're just kind of like, do you want to take a picture or anything? Mm. And uh, like, no, I've, I'm had, good. I've had people <laughs> say no. I've had people say no. And I'm like, you're right. You're, no. you're right. I'm glad that we got to That's just nice you said that. Cause sometimes that. people want it and they don't know how to say no, it. No, that's know. the reason that I started asking. And then I stopped asking after <laughs> that experience happened. So it's really fun. Um, also, you went to boarding school. Oh yeah. This is a deep dive. Yeah. No, I just looked for at years. your Wikipedia for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I did. Uh, from a young age, from like 13. Wow. Did Which, you have a roommate at boarding school? I had uh, several roommates, yeah. Yeah, okay. For years, yeah. What's, um? I don't know anything about boarding school. Boarding school, the thing I have to tell you is, if you don't know anything about it, is everyone thinks it's like Dead Poet Society or school ties. Sure, they romanticize this thing. This was, no, that would be the bad version. This is oh. like boys and girls. And, you know, I was such a loser in high school. I was really talking to girls earlier than I would have. And it's, if you want to go away- <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of my hometown. So uh-huh. if you want to go away, then it's a great experience. You get to okay. come home a big chunk of the year and spend it with your family. And then when you're there, it's like, you know, you're living next to your best friends. It was like a mini college. I mean, it's like a, it's a different type of camp, I would imagine. Yeah, it's camp. Yeah. The best is when there's no work. Like when you have a snow day at boarding school, there's yeah. nothing better. And it's like all your best friends are hanging That's out and dream. watching movies. And like, so I would say, yeah, I only really look back on it fondly, but I was the one who chose to go. I, the kids oh, really? who were always getting kicked out for doing whippets or like whatever. Those <laughs> yeah. kids are, they were forced to go. Do, would you want your daughter to go to boarding school? Uh, no, if, unless she really wanted to go. Sure. Would you want her to enter the entertainment industry? No, period. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm always curious about that because I imagine that it's one way or the other. Uh, but... I could, look, if she was crazy passionate about it and, you know, uh, she could do it when she was 18, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's more, it's not the the entertainment stuff. This, what we're doing right now is the fun stuff, as you yeah. know. It's all this other stuff. It's just, it's really, 
when I think about the people who I started with when I was 19, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the people on 70 show, like all the whole like incoming class of yeah. 1998, like some of those people are dead. You know, some of them yeah. are like uh, selling waterbeds in it's Wisconsin crazy. or whatever. You know, it's like some of them are still here and trying and it's sad. Like, you know, some of them done very well, but it's, it's, it's just a really. Coaster. It's, it's yeah. the most unstable career you could ever embark yeah. on. And that'll fuck with your brain in so many different ways. Um, well, the trick is to do kind of what you did, which is to get, uh, not that I, this is what I'm trying to do with the podcast, but it has helped for me in a way, this way is to be slightly entrepreneurial about it mm-hmm. and create some opportunities for yourself. So you feel like you have, have control be, over your career. That's right. You're not waiting more. for someone to give you permission to yeah, do your thing. Right? You get yeah. to just actually do something that is interesting and that resonates when people listen to it and right. watch it or whatever, that they're like, oh, that person's doing something that they authentically enjoy. And uh, that bleeds out too. Yeah. You can yeah. tell when someone loves what they're doing. Yeah. Do you have uh, favorite people that you follow online? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I love following The Rock. I know this I is not an ask, original answer. I saw answer. that you follow The Rock, and I, I too. Yeah, he's I, like inspirational and funny, and like I love that we're, we we kind of have a similar build on those, <laughs> those billboards. So. Yeah. He's the body double for the billboard. He was actually his first acting job was on that '70s show. Was it really? Yeah. A little fun fact. Yeah. So I remember meeting him and being like, "This guy's got it." Like <laughs> he was no, he was so charismatic and so That's good, amazing. And it was his first thing, and he was kind of like, "Was that good?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, you're like for oh, what I assume was just like a wrestler guy." I was yeah. like, "You're fantastic." No, you're. T- I'm literally. Kinda, I just got back from WrestleMania this weekend because yeah. I'm a big wrestling head, um, and really had fingers crossed that he would show up this weekend. Yeah, he as does. A surprise. What, like once every five years he kind of drops by? He'll bop in. One time I did see him out here at uh, like Monday Night Raw or something. He came out and surprised the audience, but he was also shooting a scene for a movie that he needed the audience (laughs) for. So it's like, we're being exploited, but I love this. (laughs) You're great. Uh, That's so fun. He's also one of those people that I, too, when I started following him on Instagram and social media that I was like, he's doing it right. Like he is so genuine and authentic and like really seems like he cares. And every caption for every Instagram is a novel and I'll read all of it. It's interesting hearing about it from you, who's someone who's had success in that way. I guess that's the only thing that really matters. Like if you had to lead is authenticity, right? Authenticity. It's the word that we all kind of hate to say, but it is truly the correct word. Are you listening? What's the guy's name? Who? The, the guy who was gay who was lying about it? Oh, Luke. Are you listening, Luke? It's Luke, about authenticity. Your inauthenticity was transparent. That's what that host was trying to tell him. Like, you yeah. just just be authentic, man. Like, people won't care. Ugh, yeah, I don't know what that guy's going to do. I'm curious. But I also have, not to continue, this now is a podcast about Married at First Sight, the uh, after show. <laughs> uh, I think, I feel like, maybe they won't do this, but part of me really wants them to bring Kate back yeah. for the next season. Come on, give them like, again. Give her a hunk, give guy a, who just yeah. like is so terrific and like yes. Give her a round two. Let's see exactly. what happens. Um, how okay? So obviously the rock is fantastic. Uh, how old do you feel mentally? Oh, great question. Um, because I constantly fluctuate between like thirteen and like sixty-five. <laughs> no, I would say, uh, I've I just turned forty. Mm-hmm. So I look at 30 as being a real sea change in my life. Like yeah. I think a lot of people, they get out of their twenties and they go like, you're clearly still in your twenties, but you know what I'm talking, you know, when oh, you I'm trust me, okay. But when you get out of your twenties, <laughs> you'll realize like there's a, you're like on like nature gives you crack mm-hmm. or like fairy dust or something for yeah. that amount of time. And you're just riding on like not knowing how 
dangerous it is or yep. how the whole thing. So to me, that was a big change. But I love being 40 in terms of what I've what I've learned. Yeah. So was I, it like a monumental like age? Like, did you have that kind of like thinking about it as a number okay, situation? Here's my real problem. Yeah. I was always kind of 40. So, okay. So now you're finally, your, your yes. body's caught up to your brain. Uh, no, I don't mean my, like I was so smart. I was 40. No, no, I mean, no, like, I'm like lame, like a 40 year old. Like, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. So in my twenties, I could tell, um, one thing that was really frustrating is I could tell women were like someday, like not right now, <laughs> right now I'm going to fuck this guy who's really bad news, but someday you're like going to be like a good dad type, you know, yeah, dude. But- and it was really frustrating when I was younger. And now I go. It's like the, the weirdest way to friend zone someone. <laughs> oh, no, I, I've, I've had that where I could tell they were like, you know, when I'm falling down the tree, uh-huh. I'm going to grab on <laughs> at the last thing. Yeah. But, uh, but, and, but I mean, my wife uh, isn't that way. She really chose me. And, and, so, and then feeling comfortable in that kind of thing, I go like, oh, yeah, I feel. So I don't know. I feel like a very healthy 40, but yeah, I really, I don't know if I liked being 35 and dating and yeah, you know, I kind of thought I liked it, but you know, it, the hindsight's 2020. The, how did you and your wife meet each other? We met at a charity event, which sounds really good. That sounds like you're good people. I get it. Good job. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, we, I saw her, I'm involved with this charity and she was involved with it. And I saw her at a, um, this is what I mean. It sounds like 40-year-olds talking, right? Sure, yeah. What, that I'm like, what yeah, 33-year-olds says? <laughs> of course these two people met at a charity. Yeah. Um, we were both reading the same novel. <laughs> and uh, no, she. Uh, I saw her at the planning event for this. It's a great charity called Art of Elysium. And so this is like, they have this big gala and this is the um, kind of the planning, like the host committee dinner. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even talk to her, but I knew the head of the charity and I was like, can you please sit me next to her at this gala? Oh like, my God, that's very sweet. And uh, it was great. I mean, she had a boyfriend at the time. So it's like, I kind of, that's how we kind of met. And yeah. then later she was single. And Oh, that's yeah. very sweet. So you planted a seed at this charity. It was event. actually, I just recently had a friend tell me about Facebook. This is not that long ago. Oh, so, really? I, so, I, I was, so you have been 40. I was late to the thing, yeah. I like, I didn't have email until like seven years ago. Like uh-huh. I've been very... I don't really need to connect with a lot of people sure, sure, from my sure. past. That's happened for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And then people like come out. And, they, yeah, they'll connect for you. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I was, what happened? I was just like really single for a long period of time. You know when mm. your friends started to get worried kind of? Yeah. And they said, hey, Facebook is kind of like the phone book. <laughs> like you're just not in it. You know what I mean? Like, and so thank God I did it because I didn't get her number or anything, and mm-hmm. then looked her up on Facebook, which is very- <gasps> You connected on Facebook? Yeah, I just said, hey, her mom went with her to this thing, so I uh, really spent a lot of time sucking up to the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were really planting seeds. Oh, dang. And then I reached out to her on Facebook, and it was such a curt- I mean, I still have it, because it's on Facebook, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, it was so great hanging so out with you Mark and your Zuckerberg. mom, something lame. <laughs> and she was like, thanks. And that was it? And this woman's had my children now, but it's like, you know- <laughs> At the time, she's like, that's enough. Like, back off. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what year is this? Oh, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Hang on. It was 2014. 2014? Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. That's incredibly <clears throat> sweet. So 
I hope Mark Zuckerberg gave a speech at your wedding for you guys. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he gave us. He gifted us one percent of. Uh, yeah, he gave you unlimited stock. pokes. I don't know. I haven't no. used Facebook <laughs> yeah, for fucking pokes. ever. I have no idea how that platform. It's right works. when you don't need it when you get married. Oh no, I know. My parents got on Facebook, and then I was like, delete. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done here. Um, okay, what would your high school senior quote be if you had to make one now? Why are we doing all me? We should be doing you. What's going on with you lately? No, this is how podcasts work. <laughs> Welcome to hosting a podcast. You make it about your guests, okay. and then sometimes you insert your own you personal You insert your source. own thing, right. <laughs> um, what, would, what was the question? I'm sorry. What would your high school quote be now? Do do Ooh. do boarding schools have like superlatives and that sort of thing? Like yes. most likely to? Did you get any of those? I didn't. Okay. Um, well, no follow-up questions there. No so. follow- <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like a loser in high school. My thing was very weird in relation to uh, getting that 70s show. I had never acted before. So I did really? a high school play. Yeah, I think I read this. That some. Yeah, okay. So I had a very, um, <laughs> in terms of what that yearbook quote would be, it's a very like hard left turn, <laughs> which is no one was talking to me. I was fine. I was like kind of shy. Yeah. And then I went to college at USC here. So I was in LA mm-hmm. and someone's the girl who did the sets, her parents were big producers and they said, Hey, would you like to come try out for something? It was so bad. I said, um, okay, what do I have to bring? It was like, I was at college and I was going to uh-huh. take the bus. I didn't have a car. Yeah. USC. It's like, it's a far ride from the, you know, a bus ride. Yeah. And, uh, they said, just bring a picture and a resume. And I said, wait, what do you mean? They said, we need to know when you leave your resume, who you were, like, we'll tell them who you are, but yeah, like, just, yeah. you need to bring a picture. So I brought this picture of I mean, I didn't know it was supposed to be like an eight by 10 of me posing. Like a headshot. Yeah. It was uh, me and my friends at Six Flags. <laughs> like out in the parking lot. Like we did it, like Six Flags. It's like a picture I could find of myself. And then the resume was like Dunkin' Donuts and Suncoast video. Amazing. And so so then <clears throat> I got it. I mean, they made me audition for it a lot. Because they were say. like, are we really going to give this to our daughter's friend from. Right, right, right. I think uh, the thing was, though, all the kids were too cool. Oh, that they were like they all had product in their hair and they looked really like breathes this part. So they're like, we need a actual nerd. (laughs) They brought us a photo of him and his friends at Six Flags and the fact that he's poured iced coffees on the East Coast. (laughs) I mean, night shift, by the way, night shift TNT. Oh shit! But um, so then when I got it, I was so supremely weirded out for the next three years because I was. Yeah. Can you imagine if people like I couldn't get laid at USC? And then and now, like, all of a sudden, I remember like there'd be like a publicist on the project who's like, would you like to have dinner? I was like, what? Like, whoa, <laughs> I skipped so many steps. So I. That's so nuts. So I, my, at first, my quote a couple years in would have been like, you know, fuck all of you. Because <laughs> I, I was so like bummed. And then, and then I've made peace with. It was just a, such a sharp turn to go from being well, bad unpopular to popular. And there's absolutely no rule book in which you follow or anyone that you can relate to to even ask, like, how do I emotionally, physically, mentally to handle this? day, this? I don't know anyone who's gone that, like, hasn't auditioned and then has a thing that's ongoing. I've seen people no, have an audition and then they get one role in a thing. Sure. But then they're back to being a normal human. But, like... This was like, also it was going into work. Like yeah. I, I got a car for the first, it was, was everything say, was when so did new. You, when you had to get wheels to get you there. I'll tell you one high school related thing. I don't know if this Please is a do. quote. Is I, when I was doing the Spider-Man movie in New York, mm-hmm. there was a girl who had uh, like 
I mean, I mean, rejected me so hard. It wasn't like I said, like, she said, oh, no, I have friends. I can't go out that night or something. Like, I came up to her and she said, please, like, get the fuck away from me. Like, so, like, okay. So, I saw her in a club, like, in a bar kind of club in New York. Uh-huh. And I was like, let's say her name was Diane. It's sure. not. <laughs> sure. I was like, Diane. And no one has gone from having as little confidence as I had when I last saw her. Uh-huh. And then like seven, eight years later, I was like, Diane, how are you? What's going on, D? And she said, oh my gosh, like, I can't, but like, I, I couldn't believe it when I first turned on TV and saw you. And I said, oh yeah, you know, I gotta tell you, I always had such a crush on you back then. It was like, I was hitting her with just like, wow. not just confidence, but like, it was so different than the last time she saw me probably. And she said, uh, oh, my God, I had such a crush on you. What? And I was like, what? You did? Like, what a crazy game of cat and mouse we played. But <laughs> when I came to ask you out, you told me to get away from you. Like, I didn't. now I understand. That was just you flirting with me, you jerk. You know, like. <laughs> oh, wow. Where is she now? Facebook. She's, uh, she's dead, actually. No, I'm just <laughs> Oh, God bless Diane. Classic Diane. Um, Why did I choose Diane? That's clearly no one I went to school with was named Well, I Diane. also would respect if you're pretending that that's a fake name and that's actually her real name. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be really fun. No one knows. Okay, we'll take one last break and we get back. We have a bunch of Twitter questions for you. Ooh. People have things they want to know. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by the OkCupid dating app. OkCupid is the only dating app that finds you someone based on who you are and what you're into. The OkCupid dating app asks you fun and meaningful questions that matter to you so you can be seen by the people who are going to be into you. They got questions like, would you pay an extra $5 for guac? Are you close to your family? Real lighthearted stuff like that. Did you vote in the last election? It's uh, You'll see tons of answers that lead to great conversations and great dates with people who feel the same way that you do. Tell people about your favorite album, your last great trip, your favorite podcast, and then let the love roll in on the OkCupid dating app. Whether you're looking for that person to join you on a long walk on the beach or a very short walk to the hotel mini bar, they're waiting for you on the OkCupid dating app. Be yourself and enjoy all the awesome people who want to meet you. Download the free OkCupid dating app and find your next great date today. Not too deep. Support for today's show comes from Coca-Topia. After a long day, we all know that we like to enjoy some me time. I mean, I might be projecting onto you, but I know for myself, when I'm around people all day and hustling and bustling and busy, I want to come home and be by myself and do my version of self-care. And what a better way to do that than with delicious dark chocolate truffles from Coca-Topia. Guys, this, okay. They're fantastic. You can indulge in delicious chocolate without the sacrifice on calories because the dark chocolate truffle is only 40 calories. You heard me. 40, a number we hate to associate with age, but love to associate with calories according to chocolates. It's 45% fewer calories than lint, and it has less fat and less sugar too. It's the perfect treat after a meal, during a girls weekend gathering, or if you just want to pair it with a glass of wine, it's up to you. The possibilities are endless. And you can try it for yourself by going to cocotopia.com and entering promo code GRACE at checkout to get 50% off your first order. Make sure you type the code in all caps. 
That's going to cocotopia.com, C-O-C-O-T-O-P-I-A.com and enter promo code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E in all caps at checkout for 50% off your first order. Indulge without the guilt. Okay, we're going to get into these Twitter questions before we do. I'm going to ask you the two questions. I ask every single guest that's okay. on the podcast. And the first was, uh, who alive or dead would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Bring it in. Hmm? Bring it in the fucking room. I'll do it right now. It's you, Grace. Me? Is the answer. Oh, I'm Especially honored. for answering that question. Where's the spaghetti? That, no, no, no. This is all hypothetical. All Can we hypoth- get spaghetti? Anyone in the booth? No, I don't do you have, have any? My, I don't have health insurance. We have access to any? So oh, you won't let me do it? No, no, no. After no. asking that question, I can't throw spaghetti? <laughs> no, I'm going to let the listeners imagine what that would look like in their brains. Has no one ever chosen you? They might have. Okay. The other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or... Uh, small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Well, I, ha- I haven't. I literally haven't. I don't drink though. So I think that's a big part of it. Oh, God. I mean, God bless and God bless. Can I tell the best story I've ever heard about it? Yes. It's not going to be three words. That's f- I would rather hear the story. This is the greatest story anyone ever told me. Okay. So, the, you know. It's not mine. I repeat, it is not mine. Yeah. Just full disclosure, not his story. Okay. This guy, I'm going to try to shorten this. Okay. He's... He was also a loser in high school. Again, not me. This is not me. Okay. His name was Dofer. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so he uh, went to college and like accidentally got a date with the hottest girl there. Like he was at orientation. Uh-huh. He didn't know they were in the same group. And uh-huh. he said, hey, let's go to this museum mm-hmm. in Connecticut or something. They were in New York. Okay. <laughs> and then the whole, that whole week he started to realize, oh my God, I asked out the hottest girl at this college. Uh-huh. And so he starts getting like stomach issues about it. Oh, and then no. they take the subway there uh, sorry, to the to Grand Central. Uh-huh, to take the train. <laughs> and he's like, I have to fart so bad. <laughs> and she's talking to him and it's all he's thinking about. And then she goes, she's like, oh, she saw her friend Robin or something in the next uh-huh. car. So he's like, oh, thank God. And he just shits himself. And he goes, oh, crap. And then they're pulling into Grand Central Station. And she's like, he's not saying anything about it. You know, it's kind of drying in his pants. And she says, does it smell like shit in here? And he's like, yeah, it does. I don't know what's up with this station. <laughs> So they get out and he sees like a gap or something. And uh-huh. there are those stores in Grand Central. Yeah. And he has this brilliant idea, which is he goes into the gap. And he says, oh, I've been like eyeing a sweater there. And she was like, what? And he goes and buys the sweater and uh-huh. he grabs some jeans that look like his jeans. <gasps> he brings it up to the counter and he says, do me a favor. Like, I don't want to buy the sweater because he's up there alone yeah, without yeah, her. Yeah. Just put the pants in a, one of those big bags so you can fold it over. <laughs> like, I don't want the sweater. I just want the pants. And so- she rolls him up into the bag. He takes the bag. He says, let's go. And they get on the train to go out to Connecticut. And they're in one of those compartments, or one of those you know cars that yeah. has a little bathroom thing in it. So uh-huh. he says, oh, I have to use the bathroom. So he takes it in there and he takes off his pants and they're shit just running all down his pants. <laughs> and he just fucking, he doesn't know what to do because if she comes in afterwards, whatever. So he rolls him up and throws him out that. There's that little window you can't commit suicide from, but a little yep, space. Yep, so he yep, rolls yep. him through. They fly out onto the track. Then he takes off his underpants, which are just decimated. <laughs> Throws them out the window. <laughs> then he opens the bag. Sweater. No. What? There's only a sweater in the back. Oh my god. What? Uh. What did he fashion himself some pants out of? This? this is what he told me. Is it? You know how you put it around your waist? Yeah. He did that, but put it forward. Yeah. And then ran off the train when it came to the next stop. <gasps> Didn't know if she saw him or not. And then he switched schools. <laughs> I don't want to do any fact checking of any part okay, of this. Okay, it was story. me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
That is insane. And also, like, f- truly, our animal instincts are fight or flight. And he, um, he started with fight, and unfortunately, he chose flight. He couldn't find a way to like kill himself with the objects in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so nuts. Also, like that Gap employee having to be like, "What? You want me to do what?" No, like, no, all right, we'll put the sweater, sweater in here. Right? <laughs> okay, let's get into these Twitter questions. Someone wants to know what type of animal would you most want to speak English? Oh, uh, dog, golden retriever. Do you have one? No, we had one growing up, and that was my dream in life: was to hear. You would have been like, like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I think that can still happen for you. Well, you know, we'll see. I'll hopefully be alive for a couple of years. Science is pretty amazing right now. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Also, were you a Lassie fan? No, I hate that bitch. Okay. Well, she knows what she did. So. You know what she did. <laughs> covering up with all those good deeds. <laughs> yeah. You think karma's coming back around for that shit? No way. Uh-huh. Uh, so wants to know who was your childhood crush? Oh, like celebrity crush, I guess. Because mm. mine was Billy Elliot when I was in high school. The character? Um, the the ballet dancer. Wait, but he's an actor. What's his name? Yeah, I couldn't tell the difference <laughs> when I was in middle school, high school. Right. I just thought he was very good at, he was very passionate and artistic. And uh, life. Ballet. He was very ballet. life. Was it ballet? <laughs> ballet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, well, Alicia Silverstone for me was like. Really? And I got to, I auditioned for something very early on with her. And I was like, if. She knew how creepy this was. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> she would not be here. She knew. She knew on some level. If yeah. she knew what's in my thoughts right now. Uh, someone said, uh, no, if you could choose a decade to set a new sitcom in, what decade would you choose? Uh, I mean, I think there's something to the 20 years thing. Yeah. Which is to say now the 90s are ripe. You know, the- Because the- I'm more is, say that because of Happy Days. I think Happy Days was 70s, 50s for 70s, right? Right, right, right. We were 70s for 90s. Yeah. And I think- I think the 90s are right, but in 10 years, the 2000s will be right. Well, didn't last year was the 20th anniversary of that 70s show? Yes, but it was set two years. It will have been the amount of time in about two years that was from when we started. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think the 90s, 90s, that 70s show. Well, you feel that way because you grew up then, but the kids who are watching now for the first time on Netflix, they're going to have that level of nostalgia about the 2000s, right? It's true. always like whenever you kind of were true, having- True, 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 true. Um, okay, someone wants to know, does he have a favorite episode of Catfish? Are you a Catfish fan? I'm not, I'm sorry. Um, I watched the movie though, love the no, movie. No, I always <clears throat> assume when people ask these questions that these are like sometimes personally specific to things that you actually enjoy. Mm. I haven't seen the movie, but I do watch the TV show. Uh, if you were a crayon, what would your color name be? Um- uh, Topher. <laughs> that could be. That could be a color, color right? That, yeah, and it could be. It's not weirder any, than orange, you know. Topher or, or cerulean. Like <laughs> cerulean's weirder. Cerulean. How like, I'd rather my get, name be cerulean. Yeah. How did that get in there? Uh, someone wants to know what's the weirdest slash wildest party experience he's had. Uh, not much of a partier. But uh, but you and your wife go occasionally. Do you guys like have a safe word of like we had to get the fuck out of here? Oh, we just say to each other like we got to. <laughs> we need to leave now. Yeah, and then after having a kid, it's like <laughs> game over. I'm trying to think weirdest party. You know, when I first moved to New York, mm-hmm. I had hosted Saturday Night Live right before that, and I had an apartment. And I, Seth Myers and I are buddies, and I said, um, 
hey, come on over. It's my first night in New York. Let's celebrate. And he brought like half the cast of SNL. Oh, yeah. And I had a karaoke machine. It was like one of those nights where uh, you just go, I, I can't believe. New York is a magical place. This is place. happening. Yeah, yeah, New York is really a magical place. Yeah. Yeah, it literally is a city that never sleeps. They were all doing their impressions when they were singing. I mean, it was like too much. They're it was doing so bits. Great. They, yeah. they can't turn it off. It's a little bit like, yeah, that. But also like I was enjoying it as an audience but also, member. Yeah, it's like an unbelievable but moment. They were my friends. You know what I mean? They were just doing their own thing. <laughs> just yeah. looking around. How Using is my apartment. Happening? Yeah. Uh, someone to know what's been your favorite role and which one do you think has changed your life for the better? Well, a couple answers. Mm-hmm. My favorite role of all time would be playing Eric Foreman. I, that was like such an amazing experience doing 70 show. Like, sure, yeah. Especially because I was new and we were all new yeah. for the most part. And like everything that was happening in our lives was happening on the show. It was When I look back, it's like, um, what's that? Uh, Boy's Life? Or, what, no, what's the movie that Richard Linklater did? Uh, yeah, boyhood? Boy's boyhood. That's what it feels like watching it. Cause I'm like, I think that, that exact thing was happening in my life that week. And they were doing a show about it. And I love those kids. And yeah. Uh, but I also love uh, this movie I do with Paul White's called In Good Company. Not a lot of people saw it, but I love that film. Cool. Um, and, and also my wife had only seen Win a Date with Tad Hamilton when we met. Oh, She's really? younger than me. <laughs> and so I owe that movie more than I thought when I made it. <laughs> Because she's yeah. younger and she thought it was like legitimately a good film. And oh, you didn't know. That's she didn't watch any show, but she had a little crush on you from that movie. Oh, so. that's very yeah. sweet. That's incredibly sweet. Is there, what do you look for now when you uh, audition or take on a part? Like, are there certain parts that you specifically look for? Or is it more just sort of getting the feeling or the the people that you're working with? It just has to be. A Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That's my <laughs> only <laughs> That's now qualifier. Your yeah. typecast, yeah. No, I actually, it's so funny because it moves in different places being Ebbs an actor. Flows, yeah. But like the, <laughs> now it's like I'm getting all these like Nazi offers. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's kind of cool it with the- uh, Let's chill out on this for a second. that stuff, but- uh, We swung the pendulum really far. So <laughs> let's let it swing back yeah. a little bit. The answer is I, I really have to love the- the director, if they've directed once or yeah. a bunch of times. Um, Do you direct as well? No, not at all. I wouldn't no. be good at it. But, uh, you know but I want to know the person. What's that? You know your limitations. Oh, I've learned. Yeah. No, that's a part of being 40. There you go. You'll see. <laughs> the self-awareness sets in. But... Now you go like, uh, let me help. I really want to be a great helper to these great directors. Oh, that's nice. That's a great way to frame that. Yeah. That's very nice. Um, a lot of people are asking, do you still talk to your castmates from that 70s show? Oh, yeah. Wilmer just did. He's literally... He's on the podcast, when right? When does this air? Yeah. This airs uh, May, at the end of May. Because he was on last month, is oh. what I meant to say. Oh, man. Not that he's on next week. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> it was, yeah. Wait, um, what did you guys do for that episode? That was very special because uh-huh. Wilmer and I were very, very close. And one thing we do when like pop music was on is we'd start acting out trailers together. We were young. I mean, he yeah. was like 17 and I was 19. Yeah, yeah. And so like when the... When the song starts to like arc up, we'd be uh-huh. like, this summer. We'd start, you know what I mean? Like how they always like use the best trailer. part of Yeah. So we had in the biggest movie trailer announcer in the world come in. The guy who says like, in a world. Wait, the legit? like The legit guy came into the studio and Wilmer and I learned how to read trailers from this guy. What? And we're, by the way, when I listened back to it, I was like, we are terrible. Like <laughs> this guy is the guy who's like, you know, Aquaman rated R, you know, and we're oh like. Oh my God. But listening What's, to Wilmer do it was amazing. What? Did, I didn't even know that that could be taught how to do that. 
Well, you can get a little bit better. I don't think we have the... I mean, Wilmer has a pretty thick accent. Sure, so yeah. Like, <laughs> so, that's so the guy did the best working with you guys with what he could. But he taught us some stuff. and Also, I didn't know that there was one guy. Oh, that this was guy the is... Guy. When you hear it, like... You go, oh, yeah, that's you almost don't pay attention to him because he's so in our lives all the time. Right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense that you're so used to hearing that type of voice. It's like God or something is talking to you. Yeah. 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 Very religious. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> atheist, but yes. As close to a godlike experience as you can get. Um, someone's know what's a major adventure, adventure that you would want to go on? Has there oh, been, instead of a minor adventure. Yeah. Has there been anything on the docket for minor adventures that like you're excited to potentially maybe do in the future? Um, I love the constraint of it that we... Because it's all in studio, right? Yeah, but we're starting to have ideas like, wait, but what if we went to mm -hmm. XYZ? So maybe in future seasons we'll start to Adventure out crazy. of the studio. Yeah, because it'd be cool to take like a hot air balloon ride and record it or... Oh, that'd be fun. Go to like space camp or whatever. Oh, see, I have no ambition for that with this podcast. I want to be in one confined... No, no, right now having a young kid, it's like not my jam. But, yeah. Uh, but maybe... Maybe you just do an episode where you learn, um, you just uh, audition babysitters. All pairs. <laughs> my wife and I have this weird idea that like I guess this is like a sketch or something but like we have the babysitter arrive uh -huh. and then she's like thank you so much and I just come out of the room and I'm like hey you gonna make me some food or like what's up <laughs> and she's like wait is it for this guy like that's what I call my manager right, exactly <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, we've reached the end of the podcast, Tover. Thank you so much for being here. But before you go, everyone, you've kind of um, clocked this earlier, Ooh. gets a personalized fortune cookie for being... Now, this looks like it's been tampered with a little it bit. It has been touched, for sure. Oh, so you you, you put <laughs> you, a fake fortune? We, I mean, we don't like to reveal our witchcraft here. But <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's see what this says. It was a very, very long um, fortune. Yep, it's a, um, it's a script I want you to read, actually. Okay. <laughs> That murderer, <laughs> that murderer in trial didn't recognize you from that 70s show. He thought you were a friend from middle school, but was too embarrassed on your behalf to let you know. Mm -hmm. Well, if he was, he's one of these guys who made fun of me. <laughs> and so my yearbook quote of fuck you all. Uh, Still applies. Holds up. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. Uh, where can people listen to your podcast? Where can people follow you online if they don't know? I... I'm not very good at that part. I'm going to let you know. Yeah, that you let you tell me. Minor Adventures with Topher Grace, official full name. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, For now. Minor Adventures. Minor Look, Adventures. If you, you can, can't figure out where to, we don't want you. If, if you're you can't listening figure to out this where to podcast find right it. now, you can find his podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts. You can Just follow. Go to podcast him. thing. You go know, to podcast.com slash podcast. Listen right, okay. You know, Grace. You got it. <laughs> uh, and then where can people follow you on social media? Uh, if you want them to. Topher Grace. Yeah. At Topher Grace across the board. I'm honestly so bad. <laughs> this I is like really you. calling me out. At, it's basically at, a toe for grace. Toe for, look how humble he is about his own social media. Presence. I'm actually, I'm not that good at this part. But, <laughs> no, uh, it's great. Thank you so much for being here. This no, is super fun. No, thank you. Fun. This was really, really fun. And congrats on the podcast again. I can't thank wait you. to- You're coming on, right? Uh, it feels like you are. Potential, there's a potential yes there, but you know, we'll see. I think see. we'll tell you what the adventure is ahead of time so yeah. you don't freak out. There you go. Yeah. The adventure is saying yes to the podcast. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. It was Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and edited by Melissa D. Montz, writing by Diane Kang, production assistance by Katrina Henning, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Mm -hmm.